So welcome to episode four of our Boy Meets World podcast. So this time, uh, Mark has given me the honor of giving the brief synopsis, so I'll go ahead and do that. Uh, so this particular episode uh, is called Corey's Alternate Friends, and uh, it's about uh, him trying to change his appearance uh, when he hears some other kids, some other girls in school talk about someone being a Brillo head. So he tries to straighten his hair. It goes horribly wrong. Um, he gets teased for how he looks at the end result, and he ends up making kind of like some new friends with like the the, the freaks or the, the dorks of the school. Um, and this is also where he uh, meets Topanga. And, Topanga. Yeah. And I guess their relationship kind of starts here at least like with some interaction mm-hmm. uh, that wasn't a great synopsis but we're gonna roll that anyway <laughs> <laughs> okay so this episode opens up in the classroom and uh i already spotted someone who was in something else um i, I admitted in i think episode one that i used to watch full house i know it really well mm-hmm. so this episode opens up with the girl her name is gia in full house full house page mm-hmm. and um in this episode of Boy Meets World. There you go. What What is it, Paige? Paige. Okay. And there's a reason why I know that. I don't think they said it in the episode. I don't episode. think they say it, no. I'm, I'm glad you do your research, because I certainly don't. Um, so they are doing some sort of um, experiment to show just how bad... What is it? Uh, are they talking about the ozone layer? No, 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 no. They are talking about water pollution? Yeah, the whole episode, their science or their class revolves around like environmental studies. Right. So um, I forget what the specific. I feel like they pull something out of like a, out of the water, and it's mm-hmm. like a, a fish, like fish bones. Mm-hmm. Everything just kind of melted off of it. I noticed that the blonde girl who G is uh, doing this with, I am uh, or Paige is doing this with. I'm pretty sure we see her in a later episode where she has like a where she tries to hit on Corey. In like season two, knowing that he's like with Topanga at the time. Yeah, so like that back background cast ends up popping up again. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. But um, the reason why I looked into Paige's character, who was also in Full House, um, mm-hmm. her name is Maria Sokoloff. Okay. And um, her and Daniel Fischel, Fischel were both up for the role of Topanga. Uh, um, so wow. the original actress they hired... Um, wasn't taking good redirection from the director and wasn't adapting the character the way they wanted. So they fired her. And then they took those two actresses, uh, Maria and Danielle, and auditioned them for the part. Wow. So Topanga could have been completely different. Wow. Um, I I feel like Topanga could have played that other role pretty well because she mm -hmm. has like some more snotty appearances like (laughs) as she gets a little bit older. She goes dives into the material side a little bit. But I don't know if Gia could have pulled that off. Yeah, I, I'm I don't just gonna know. call her Gia. I'm sorry. It's just the way it's gonna be. I mean, they, they never say her character's they never name say her in name. this episode, <laughs> and it's her only episode. Oh, yes, right. Is it her only episode? Um, yeah. Wow. Might... Well, if you talked, if you looked at IMDb, and that's what it said, and that's, mm-hmm. I'm sure that's the case. Yeah, I don't think she shows up in an episode of Girl Meets World. Um, but no, she has several appearances in Full House, but just this one in Boy Meets World. So, uh, after this presentation, up next is Corey and Sean, <laughs> and they're going to talk about, uh, basically, um, the pollution, um, like, basically in the air, mm-hmm. and they start explaining how, um, they're comparing Denver, Colorado, 
to Philadelphia. Yeah. And Denver, Colorado has clean air. Philadelphia is full of smog. And they're hitting areas on the map randomly. Randomly. Nowhere <laughs> near these two places. And uh, Corey's explaining, I believe, Philadelphia while, Dem- while Sean is covering Denver. Mm-hmm. And they eventually get to the point where they say, uh, uh, Denver, home of the uh, the Colorado Rockies. Philadelphia, home of the Philadelphia Phillies. And then that's where Phoenix is like, oh boy, here we go. Yeah, because they completely segued their topic <laughs> from air pollution to Base- how does this affect the Phillies. <laughs> yeah. So they explain how... Um, and uh, this is also, I love hearing little stuff like this because he refers to the Colorado Rockies as a bogus expansion team. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that's how old this is. That's <laughs> crazy. So bogus expansion team is hitting, you know, more runs than every other team in the league. And uh, we believe if the Phillies had less pollution, they would score more runs. And they say also, and win every home game, which that's not how that works, because the opposing team would also be able to benefit from the clean air. <laughs> yeah. Like if, that, if there was a direct correlation between that, which maybe there is, the opposing team would also have an easier time hitting balls mm-hmm. over the fence. So, yeah, uh, good try. Um and uh, this is where um, uh, Mr. Feeney basically uh, says he blames himself for letting Corey choose his own partner. Yeah, I blame him he, too. He tells him he's gonna he's gonna have to redo his report. Um, and I wrote down here as a little side note: uh, the characters seem to always wear two layers of clothing. Like no one just wears a shirt. Like Corey and Sean always <laughs> have to wear like a shirt with something on top of it. I don't know what that is because when I was in school, we did not do that. I don't um, remember doing that. There was definitely a preppy look that existed, but these are just average kids. Why do they always wear a shirt with like a, a flannel or something? Um, family Guy did a skit on that with Stewie when he was in high school. Like, <laughs> I'm the cool kid because I wear a shirt on top of another shirt. Yeah, <laughs> short sleeve shirts under long sleeve shirts under short sleeve shirts. Exactly. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I don't know why um, they felt the need to dress him up this way. Maybe just to give it more color, a little mm-hmm. more personality. But also the clothes are also really big. Mm-hmm. Which was the style then. It was the style. Sometimes I wonder, was it the style? Or was it because they didn't want to buy clothing for kids? So they just put them in the older kids' clothing or the adult And they clothing. grow into it. And they grow into Have it. Have you ever heard that from your parents? You'll grow into it. <laughs> <laughs> no, not once. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so Feeney uh, tells Corey that his new partner is Topanga. So this is theoretically the day in which they're giving their report. And I remember being in school when we had to present projects and being someone who hates public speaking, sitting there like worried that this was going to be the day I have to do my presentation, mm-hmm. right? Um, and at most, I might get by the first day or two. And because maybe there's the, the reports are longer and depending on class mm-hmm. size, I don't have to speak. So you sat there doing math while other people were reporting. I like guess. if their report lasts 10 minutes and the next <laughs> one's 15, I'm in the clear. <laughs> well, so the part that I find fascinating about this is that these um, – it wasn't just like a, a special individual project. Presumably the whole class had to do this, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So then Corey gets assigned his new partner, which is Topanga. Where the hell's her report? Well, Who she, did she work with? Yeah. She, oh, so basically, the reports do, all right, and maybe there's one or two more, two mm-hmm. like two more days of presentations at best. Topanga had no partner; she had no report. She wasn't prepared at all. Topanga's a slacker; <laughs> she didn't do any of her work. Or, or, or Mr. Feeney 
just gets to pick who actually has homework on this week. You're going to do homework. Yeah, Everyone well, else is good. Minkus was in the same situation as Topanga then. No partner. You're right. Yeah. Because he puts Sean with him. Since when do certain kids get started with their projects when the other one's already presenting? Mm-hmm. That makes no sense whatsoever. So uh, he, when uh, Topanga turns around in her seat and asks for Corey's hands, and uh, basically she wants to see if if they're, oh my goodness, I wish I could think of the phrase. I just know when she's done holding his hand, she says he's vibrationally acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Sean does like a ooh like thing because cause what Topanga's saying is kind of weird. So this is her first time meeting Topanga. And of course, she's just a total weirdo freak. Yeah, flower uh, child. Flower child. Oh. Says weird things. Apparently doesn't do her homework on time and gets the assignments after everyone's already presenting. Um... Oh, and uh, Corey, approach, he asks to approach the bench, and he goes up to uh, Mr. Feeney and explains that uh, that Topanga is weird, and you know he doesn't want to work with her because she's weird. He said he wanted to work with one of his other friends in the class. Mm-hmm. Then Mr. Feeney said, no, that's worse. So apparently mm-hmm. someone's even worse than Sean. There's, <laughs> a, there's, a, there's a dumber or a bigger slacker in the class uh, than Sean. And uh, Mr. Feeney says... You know, strange is in the eye of the beholder. He's like, for instance, I happen to know someone who likes to sing along with his sister's Barney records, <laughs> and basically like threatens to to mm. tell the class. That yeah, blackmail. Him. Yeah, blackmail. Him. Um, and I feel like Barney is also one of those things. It's that gets brought up a lot as a very corny thing. It's definitely a sign of the times. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to think someone was lame, you might say they watch Barney or whatever because it was just it was. I don't know who did like it. It was just objectively terrible, mm-hmm. and uh, so this is another shot at uh, at the Barney, at poor Barney and his um and his stupid TV show. Yeah, I think when we were the age that that would have been like socially acceptable to watch. It wasn't around. It came out a little bit after. I could be wrong, and I could have recognized that it was dumb when I was a kid. But I thought that yeah, I didn't think Barney showed up until we were too old for it. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. And um, I remember catching it. I never wanted to watch it. But if you're mm-hmm. like homesick from school and you just kind of run through the TV shows that come on, yeah. maybe it shows up and you're just like sitting there, like laid up. You don't feel like getting up. The remote's too far away. You're like, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you just watch this terrible show. It was between that and Oprah. You and know, like you had to make a choice. Or Jerry Springer eventually, right? Like, yeah, some terrible, Ricky Lake, just mm-hmm. terrible programming during the day. Soap operas. Yeah. Blech. So, yeah, maybe you're watching Barney. I remember thinking the actors were terrible and wanting to punch them all in the face. So, yeah. Um, so Child if, abuse. If you wanted to watch a show like as a like love-to-hate-it type thing, I guess Barney would have qualified. You just want to beat up those kids. <laughs> They're terrible acting. They're annoying over-the-top crap. So we then we get our intro. Uh, so after the intro, we're back in the cafeteria, and Corey is heading to the table with his... Uh, with his lunch, I guess. They don't really specify if this is lunch or breakfast. I'm going to guess it's lunchtime. Yeah, because they were yeah, in they the were classroom class, earlier. Assuming it's the same day. Mm-hmm. Time works weird in Boy Meets World. But uh, Gia says um, she's not going to invite someone to her party, I think it was. She says, he's gross. He's a total Brillo head. And mm-hmm. this says Corey's walking by. He immediately thinks it's him. He's self-conscious. Mm-hmm. I can totally relate to that. Yeah. Like, as a kid, someone says something, were they talking about me? Mm-hmm. Like... Um, so he sits down and he asks Sean, what do you think about my hair? <laughs> and Sean says, guys don't usually ask guys that sort of question, mm. which I thought was really funny. 
and um, and uh, I, I wrote down Chia Pet. I forget who's referred to it as a Chia Pet, if it was Sean or Corey. I think Corey was the one that Corey. referred to him that's saying, a I'm a Chia Pet. Yeah, and he also said, do you think I'm a Brillo head? And Sean said, no, I think you're more like a Nerf head, which mm-hmm. actually doesn't sound that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, Topanga then walks up to him as they're sitting there and asks um, if she can stop by you know, to work on the project at his house after school. Yeah. And says, Jedediah's going to drop me off. And then they're like, well, who's Jedediah? So oh, that's my dad. And I said, so why do you call him Jedediah? He's like, so I can tell him apart from the other dads. You know, what do you call your dad? And Corey's like, dad, like every other kid, every other normal kid. Mm-hmm. Um, just further emphasizing how she's weird. Because um, this 11-year-old girl calls her parents by their first names. Yeah. Um, and Topanga goes and sits at the, uh, the weirdo table mm-hmm. after this. <sighs> The weirdo table. Okay. <laughs> My biggest problem with the weirdo table that is they were the actually cool. They're not actually okay. I'm just messing. <laughs> I'm just messing. My biggest problem with the weirdo table is the kid with the keyboard, um, <laughs> which uh, Danielle watched with me today, mm-hmm. and she said it was uh, Sherman from. Uh, Oh my goodness! From American Pie. What no was way. It? The Sherman Meister. What are they called? Shermanator. Shermanator. It's Shermanator. Yes. Yeah. Verified. It's him. You can look it up. I'm telling you, it's uh, him. Why bother? <laughs> Shermanator is weirdo. Wait. 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 Is he keyboard kid? Yeah. Yeah. He is. He is weirdo keyboard kid because he's not the cape kid. He's <laughs> sitting there, bobbing his head really slowly, with his hands moving awkwardly on his keyboard, with, uh, with noise canceling headphones on at mm-hmm. the lunch table. Just looking like he's either high or senile or mm-hmm. something. And just like like he's in a trance as he's playing the keyboard to himself. This would never happen. Not in a million years. No kid would do this. Especially in the cafeteria. <laughs> I don't understand. And for the rest of this episode, every time we see him, he's got the headphones around his neck and the keyboard strap on. He does not put this thing down. And I just can't stand it. Um, <laughs> so... Um, they're at the weirdo table. There's Minkus. Mm-hmm. Um, there is Cape Kid. Yeah, Topanga. And there's Topanga. Um, the Cape Kid actually like. He actually has some <laughs> decent lines in this. Wait, hold on. Is it actually a cape, though? I think so. Isn't it a cape? <laughs> I don't know. The kid doesn't recognize that he's wearing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And later on, he goes, what cape? Um, so, and there's also the girl who looks kind of dorky, maybe has braces. She's trying to get the petition signed for mm-hmm. Mrs. Rose Mead. So, uh, that person. So, that that's the, the group of strange kids. Um, so, uh, Sean, I believe, mentions here that he has a sister to Corey. Yeah, And yes. has some stuff to straighten the hair. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we, we don't see that unfold until a little bit later. Um, so he mentions he has a sister. It's like, oh, okay, he has a sister character. Uh, yeah, well, we're not going to hear of her, I don't think, any time after this. So the reason for that was, you remember in the first two episodes, they had that third friend, right? Yep. And they were constantly trying to find a third actor yep. to play opposite of those two. Mm-hmm. So the writing for this episode had that in mind, that there was supposed to be a third kid. Mm-hmm. And that was supposed to be his sister. So every time that the sister's mentioned... It's Sean saying this other actor's line that wasn't actually in the episode. So they had to kind of condense it. But they never returned to it. They didn't run with it. I remember you mentioning that. Yeah, there was just... 
Sean saying this other kid's lines, and then they all became throwaway. Now, help me remember better. I know we see him later in the episode, but there's another Sandlot kid in this. It's, um, yeah, yeah, I think it is. Okay. Um, the kid with the dark hair, who they call Larry in this episode. Okay. He was also in the Sandlot, mm-hmm. um, and a variety of other things. And, uh, he, I forget if he's at the table already with Corey and Sean is up in, at here, but he eventually ends up sitting at the cafeteria table with Sean later in the episode. Do you, do you remember him this early in the show? I do not know. All right. Um, so, uh, I believe we're just going to move on to the living room unless you have anything else to talk about that happened in the cafeteria here. No, so we're going to be moving on to Morgan and her dolly then, right? Yes. Yes. So, <laughs> why don't you go ahead and explain it instead of being that right? So, what happens with Morgan here? Um, Morgan goes up to her mom and asks if she could put her, her doll in, what, the oven? The, the toaster oven. The toaster <laughs> oven, yeah. And, uh, Amy's like, no, that would be a mistake. Morgan's like, well... I made, I made a mistake. A <laughs> um, Which is a lot better than her just coming out and saying, Mom, I put my doll in the toaster oven. Yes. <laughs> so I do like the progression of, of, of the joke. Mm-hmm. And Morgan's really cute as always, too, mm-hmm. which makes it even better. Um, so uh, Corey, Corey and uh, as, as Amy goes into the kitchen... To help out Morgan and her flattened doll. Yeah, which uh, was the worst looking. It is the worst looking. <laughs> that would not happen. No. If you if you baked a plastic toy, it would melt. It would get weird, but it wouldn't just flatten into rubber. No, no. It, it would go through the grates, and and you'd see a lot of smoke. And by the way, when you pulled it out, it would be hot, mm-hmm. really hot, like burn your hand bad. So hot. we have to realize that she put the doll in the the toaster oven naked as well. It was, it was <laughs> so she so she stripped it and baked it. Yeah, that is terrible. She is uh, sadistic. Um, so she does tell her Morgan says something like uh, after the doll comes out flat, she's like, "I still she's mine and I still love her." Mm-hmm. And her mom goes, "Don't worry, Morgan, I'll buy a new doll." And she goes, "Okay," and just throws. It. Yeah, it lands in the sink. Yes. So as uh, Corey's sitting at the table with Topanga, working on the project, and he says like, "Hi, Amy," and Amy's like, "Excuse me." And Corey's like, I told you, Topanga. Like, I can't call her by her first name. Um, so uh, Amy makes it clear to Corey that she definitely prefers being called Mom. Um, and I noticed uh, Corey is suddenly wearing this red hat, which is way too big for his head. He'll grow into it. He'll grow into it, I guess. He says he got it on cap night, I believe. And uh, this hat exists for one reason in this episode only, and that's for Topanga to wear it at the end. Um, that's it. There, does he ever wear a hat in every any other episode of this show? He does wear the hat to cover up his duck head. But yes, okay, so right, so it does exist <laughs> as that prop. But he makes it seem like he has this tie to this hat, mm-hmm. which he got on Cap Night. There's no hat story, you know. It's not like to go back to that show Recess or TJ Detweiler <laughs> always wears a hat. The hat's a big deal. The, mm-hmm. the hat isn't of anything of significance. But in this single episode, they make sure they do that. Yeah, and it does help with creating the uh, the appearance of the duck head, as you said. Uh, so, um, as they're sitting there at the table, uh, Topanga's basically teaching Corey about, um, not caring about what other, other people think, because mm-hmm. Corey's like, Topanga, you know, a lot of people think you're strange, you know, it does not bother you, and she says, no, um, you know, why would it bother me? And she, she says, she tells Corey that he's kind of just like all the other plain wrapped kids in school. Yeah, he's good at blending in. in. He's good at blending in. Because he said he just wants to blend in. Um, so they are... Um, 
that at this this is one of the iconic scenes of the show. Whenever they do any sort of montage of Topanga and especially a relationship together, mm-hmm. they show Topanga doing this performance art, putting lipstick all, all over, over her face. face. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, she does this weird thing, and they talk about Donut in the Sky. This poem is terrible. <laughs> I think I think for 11-year-olds, it's still terrible. Um, but, like, because some of the rhymes aren't even that good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they tried, and it's actually got some decent length. So Corey's basically reading this performance art while she... Move. She's reading. He's reading the poem. Yeah, she's, she's moving arms around, and, and and then she eventually puts makeup on her face. She kind of just stops and just puts lipstick on her face, which makes no sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It kind of kills the performance art part of it. You should probably have the makeup on to start with. You know, it's like almost like a tribal dance or something. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the project. This this if they present this to the class, as Corey doesn't want to, because it's going to be really embarrassing. Um, this is better than the baseball thing. Basically, just a poem about how like we should care about the, the Earth. That's not. It doesn't show any sort of research. It doesn't show any sort of knowledge. Yeah, I mean, basically, you should care about Mother Earth, and people don't seem to. That's basically the message of this. Yeah, which we got from the baseball thing too. We, we want to care about baseball. This project sucks. <laughs> it doesn't have any sort of like practical application. And I don't know if there's more to it, but you know, she wanted to do performance art and already had the whole thing done. He doesn't do anything but read. So, honestly, if this is the project... Maybe that's playing to his strength. Yeah, right? <laughs> Just don't do anything. I'm going to move around while you read this thing I wrote already before I got here. So, mm-hmm. this is where Sean shows up. And Corey's very happy that he's there. And Sean's got this brown paper bag. I wonder what was actually in there. Because it wasn't really hair care products. But we both know there's supposed to be hair care products mm-hmm. in there. And I love it. When he opens the door and he sees Topanga, the first thing he says is... Use a mirror, babe. Mm-hmm. And it's like legit funny. Like it actually got like legit made me laugh. And um, so he they they then want Topanga to leave because they have some other thing to work on. And Corey says, you know, they'll they'll come back to this project. Yeah. And and Topanga's like, well, what are you going to work on? And Sean says, well, you know those dolphins that always get caught in those tuna nets. Mm-hmm. And Topanga's ears practically move forward, and she's like, yeah. And he goes, it's got nothing to do with that. And then slams the door on her, yeah. <laughs> He's like legit funny here. Um, so they then go um, they then go upstairs to work on his hair. Um, and so they're in the bedroom, and Corey has this like basically like a shampoo on. His hair's got like this all white product. Yeah, it. that burns. And he says it starts to burn. So, uh, so Corey calls his sister I'm sorry Sean calls his sister Stacy mm-hmm. right, so we just sister's got a name um, and they explain that it's starting to burn and she's like Stacy says you should have taken it out 45 minutes ago yeah which was <laughs> ironic says, the length that it was in there right and Stacy says why didn't you guys read the, why didn't you idiots read the label um, and Sean says to Stacy nice Stace because he's basically <laughs> just repeating everything she says verbatim mm-hmm. um, they they rinse it out and Corey's hair is now completely flat in a way that's just, like, impossible. It's not movable or combable. Yeah, so they it's try to like, comb it and it gets stuck. Yeah, they pretty much call him plastic head, like a poly... Plastic. Like, yeah, like it's a helmet. Like, it's solid. His hair is no longer strands right. of hair. Right. It is a helmet. So then we get... Um, Eric comes in and uh, he says that... 
that basically it's probably going to go bald because you knew someone who did something like that. It's going to mm-hmm. go bald. And then Alan comes in and basically drops the same joke. The same so exact joke. Him. Bald as a cue ball, he says. Yeah, um, um, we also have the joke from Morgan in there saying, look, it's Punky, Punky Brewster. Brewster. I don't get it. Um, it. It's an older show, and I, I guess... I it's don't a know. Melissa Milano. She's Punky Brewster, right? Is she? I have no idea. I'm pretty sure she is. <laughs> there are a bunch of shows on ABC, especially like this, mm-hmm. this time period, where Punky Brewster is a punchline. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because it's not an ABC show, if they're trying to make fun of it, or if it's just older. But, I mean, like the facts of life, mm-hmm. all in the family... Uh, Jefferson's, I don't know, Bewitched. There's a lot of old shows you could have poked fun at. Mm-hmm. Punky Brewster. I guess I, his hair looked like that thing. I never watched it. I guess we'll have to look. We'll have to look into it. Maybe she was a tomboy. Punky Brewster. That kind of sounds mm-hmm. like it. It does. Um, but still, yeah. It's and one thing I wrote here. He has this problem now mm-hmm. where his hair looks terrible. Um, and he doesn't want to go to school. He says to his parents, I don't want to school under no conditions, like under no circumstances am I, am I going to go to school tomorrow. Yeah, cutscene. What, what is the, before they even do that though, what is the one solution to this for his bad hair? Cut like, it all know, off. Just cut it off, dude. Just get some clippers. Uh, you're telling me clippers can't cut through this thing? They might not have, it might have binded them up. Ah, come on, man. But like, they didn't even try. They didn't try. Dude, you would cut it. Mm-hmm. If this happens, you would cut it and then try to do that. At some point, either I might, my mom might have cut my hair once and like maybe made a mistake and took me to go get it fixed somewhere. Yeah. Like you can go do that. And that's what a parent would usually do to try to save the reputation of their kid. Mm -hmm. Like that's the nice thing to do. They didn't do anything for him. I don't know what time at night this was, but they didn't even try to make this right. Mm -hmm. And they do send him to school. I have good parents. I feel (laughs) like my mom might have let me stay home for this. I'm 50-50 <laughs> on it. But I think she would have been like, my kid is going to get so bullied and made fun of by some school like this that I'm not going to do it. It was a jerk move to make him go to school looking like this because it looks completely ridiculous. And by the way, it's black. His hair is not that dark. Mm-mm. So, I, you know, this is very clearly a pretty bad wig or whatever. Yeah. But it's completely black. Um, I couldn't imagine his hair being that long if it was straightened anyway. No, yeah, the length is just way off. mm -hmm. Um, One thing I love is that at one point, Eric says, ain't nothing going to stick to that, man. (laughs) Like when when they try to um, put some gel in it, I think it was. And uh, and I think uh, Amy like slaps his hand away, uh, which I thought was pretty funny. So he says, there's no way I'm going to school. So of course, the next scene, Mark, where is he at? He's in the classroom. He's in class. And, and he's, he's wearing a hat like nobody can see the hair coming out from underneath of it. Like he's wearing a hat and people don't notice him at all. Dude, like, like the hair is so long and it's mm-hmm. coming down over his ears. It's clearly like hard plasticky. You would definitely notice something's up with his hair despite the hat. Mm-hmm. Despite the giant oversized hat. I mean, the only thing this, guy, this kid's missing from looking like a clown is actually the red nose. Mm-hmm. He looks like a freaking clown. The, yeah. the hair is fake. It's all real big. The hat's oversized. And he's sitting there in class trying to, like, hide it. That is... It's just not going to work. I mean, you maybe try to wear a hoodie. You know, <laughs> try to put that on top. But, yeah. Um, so he's in class, and his hair looks really bad. And he tries to basically uh, plead with Mr. Feeney not to make him take off his hat. Yeah. And, and says Mr. it's an angle for his project, which I think is a good excuse. Was, he tried. He's, he really a valiant tried, attempt. And Mr. Feeney makes him take off the hat. 
another insensitive adult in this situation. These are fragile kids with mm-hmm. fragile emotions, like, and you're making him embarrass himself so terribly. So he has to remove his hat. Um, let's see. And I just wrote, like, everyone just laughs at him. Everyone's an insensitive jerk. Yeah, um, depleting his karmic reservoir. Yes, yes they are. Yes, <laughs> and Topanga doesn't laugh. And she says to him, and Corey's like, well, why don't you laugh? She says, your hair looks different. Why would I laugh? So we learn just, you know, how mm-hmm. um, how Topanga is a, like a cut above the rest. Yeah. As far as like, being a good person. So now they're in the cafeteria. I'm going to let you deliver it. So he's in the cafeteria. Sean's sitting down. <laughs> Duckhead. Okay. Goes, Duckhead. We have a seat over here. Duckhead. And they start laughing. And he's up. He's sitting there with Sandlot Kid. Yeah, yeah. As he's in Sandlot. Or, um... Uh, and Larry, as we find out in this episode, once mm-hmm. they start do the whole protest thing. Um, so Corey instead sits with the dorks who are very nice to him. Minkus mm-hmm. uh, is... Uh, eating tofu. He's eating tofu, which, of course, that's weird, right? Yeah. It's pretty I, darn normal. Yeah. I mean, like, that's like... I guess maybe eating sushi back in the 90s would have been mm-hmm. lame yeah, as especially well. Especially at school. It would have been weird bringing fish to school. But It would have. But these are very normal things. Mm-hmm. Even like chic now. Oh, I eat tofu. Oh, who yeah. eat you? You go to Whole Foods too? You know what I mean? Like that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, so yeah. uh, Corey asks Darren about his cape. He goes, he's like, Darren, I've been meaning, about, meaning to ask you about the cape. He's like, every single day you wear a cape. Why do you wear a cape? What cape? <laughs> Which I thought was awesome the way he delivered that, mm-hmm. and then so that conversation just dies there. And then well, I'm going to call it just Petition Girl because we don't get a mm-hmm. name for her. It's like the taller girl. She hands the petition to Minkus because she's tired of having things thrown at her, and Minkus says he's great at having things thrown at him or doesn't mind it at all. Yeah, the petition. I don't think we mentioned it yet. Was to save the job of an older teacher. She's a uh, librarian. Librarian. Yeah. Librarian. Mrs. Rosemead. Mm-hmm. Um, and Corey says, you're not going to be able to, this petition's not going to work. No one's going to sign it because you guys are weird. Mm-hmm. And I wrote down, keyboard kid is annoying, as he's sitting here still bobbing his head, playing on a stupid keyboard. Um, and he says, oh, God. And we get so many references to this. They talk about, like, the the shows they watch. Um, and they talk about, like, uh, I think... Minka says he'll watch anything with Angela Lansbury. Mm-hmm. And they mention all these shows that are really for adults. Yeah, I'm and sorry. for grandmothers. Even the dorky kids, when we were in school, they would watch things that maybe back then were considered dorky. Maybe like an anime or Pokemon, mm-hmm. which now is very trendy, right? Yeah. That's what they would watch. Or they'd watch like a Yu-Gi-Oh! show or something. Yeah. They wouldn't watch Angela Lansbury's Murder, She Wrote. That's crap. <laughs> but then Corey's like, oh, like, no, you got you don't relate. Like um, These kids over here are, out, are off watching Beavis and Butt and the crowd goes woo why <laughs> well what is so woo about Beavis and Butthead it, it was considered popular at one point I honestly like dude I don't find stupidity funny um, <laughs> I want I want you to remember this because there's going to be another episode in probably the next two seasons where they mention Beavis and Butthead and the crowd goes woo mm-hmm. for sure for some reason, Beavis and Butthead solicits a woo. I don't get it. Woo is usually meant for like the, oh, romantic thing. Yeah. You know, like, oh, oh look, Zach Morris is hitting on Kelly. Woo. Or, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. Like, this, Beavis and Butthead, woo, whatever. Um, I guess it was a different kind of woo. There are different woo levels. Yeah. This is more like a, wow, that that's that's great and exciting woo, mm-hmm. rather than a, uh, like a sexual woo. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Beavis and Butthead, I remember trying to watch that show as a kid. 
it was 90% music videos that I didn't care about. Mm-hmm. And then some funny stuff. Yeah. I really wanted to like it. I really did. Some of it even was just like too vulgar. Even for me. You know, I'm not I'm not real shy with stuff. But I do I do shy away from some, some vulgarity. That show wasn't good. It wasn't good at all. Mm-hmm. And why would why would why would a Disney property promote that? I I don't know what's so exciting about making cultural references. Like I don't know. Are, are we going to go back and edit it in a woo when I mention Family Guy? Can we do that? <laughs> Yo, can we do that? <laughs> okay, no, we'll do. We, we will take that and then we'll put it here. And you'll say Family Guy, and then we'll have a woo thrown in there. So, like it? Yes. Yeah, so we won't add the woo to the original. I want to make sure this part of the conversation happens, and then we can go <laughs> woo. Family Guy. Woo! <laughs> Family Guy did a skit on that with Stewie when he was in high school. <laughs> All right. So, um, so Corey's in his bedroom now, and he has pink curlers in his hair. Uh, one thing I noticed in the back of the room, I just now he has like all these decorations. Uh, yeah, he has a hockey mm-hmm. stick back there and a parking meter. Just a strange decoration for a boy's room. I know he's in Philly, mm-hmm. but a parking meter probably stole it. It's like having a, it's like having a traffic cone. That's, that's <laughs> that doesn't seem like something you'd want in your room, like stylistically. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever, a strange choice. But Eric walks in, and Corey's like, "If uh, you say anything, I'll kill you," or something to that effect. And Eric goes, "Hey, don't worry about it. No problem." And immediately, just very subtly, grabs a polaroid mm-hmm. camera takes a snapshot and goes i own you now which i thought was really funny mm-hmm. um any other comments about that because this bedroom seems pretty short <laughs> um no no I, I think we got some big things coming up so in this episode so his uh his solution to his by the way this hair that apparently could not be styled at all yeah can it can be fit curled in, yeah it curls. can be rolled uh-huh you could have cut it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, mean, and it's way... His hair would never be this long. Mm-mm. The way it was before to be able to curl it. It's nuts. Um, so now... Uh, okay. So now we're in the hallway yes. uh, of the school. Um, and uh, the kids are all waiting uh, for Corey. And they're like, oh, he's not going to show. But Corey does show up. Yeah. And they with hand- handcuffs. They handcu- they, with handcuffs. They handcuff themselves, including Keyboard Kid, who's got a stupid keyboard and his stupid headphones with him still. He's at least not bobbing his head. Um, he just has them with him because he never goes anywhere without them. Because that's his character. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then the kids, they, they're handcuffed. And Corey's like, look, it's Friday. These kids want to go home. We're going to get them to sign this petition for Mrs. Rosemead by blocking their mm-hmm. way. Forcing them to sign it. Right. Not because they want to, but right. because they have to. So this, the bell rings, a parade kid comes up, comes out, and this one larger kid is like, what are you dorks doing? We're going to miss the bus. And at this point, if it were real, he'd probably be throwing, throwing punches, or they would just push through. Because mm-hmm. although there's like five or six kids here, they don't form a hard wall. No. They're not made of lead. You can get by. You mm-hmm. can push them down. You could hurt their wrists real bad. Mm-hmm. Like, this could be really ugly if this were legit. Yeah. Um, and Larry says, look, it's Don King, you know, about Corey's, mm-hmm. uh, Corey's new hairdo. Because, by the way, I didn't mention this. The curls kind of made it just stick up. Right? Yes. It's like... Way high up in the air. It doesn't really look curly. Mm-hmm. It just kind of went up. Now it looks like a mad scientist. He looks like a mad scientist. Um, all right, so they explain that they want people to sign the petition for Mrs. Rogers. They're like, why would we do that? 
you know, we, we just we just want to get home. We're going to miss the bus, whatever. And then Corey explains that he tries to, to um, reason with them. Mm-hmm. And he explains to uh, Larry. He's like, hey, Larry, remember that time, you know, you were, you know, uh, trying to get away with something? I forget what he exactly was yeah. trying to get away with. But the, the whole premise is let her keep her job because she's bad at it. Because she's bad at it. She's either blind or doesn't care or mm-hmm. she's really old and just doesn't care. And uh, he told that he told Mrs. Rosemead he was uh, training for a decathlon. And, and and Corey's like, and then what'd she do? And he goes, she bought me a discus. Which <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. Um, so basically they explained, hey, if you want to slack off at study hall and do whatever you want, or just goof around in the library, you want Mrs. Rosemead to stay because she's terrible at her job. Mm-hmm. And Larry goes, I'm signing, and turns around to go sign the petition, and every other kid does the exact same thing. Yeah. They immediately start to uh, remove the handcuffs. Yes. But only for some of them. Mm-hmm. Like two or three of them remain bound to one another. And by the way, this rush of kids who went to go sign a petition now would just have a a beeline if they wanted right through this group mm-hmm. the handcuffs are gone but they don't do that they're going to go sign the petition like yeah kids. do the right thing and apparently signing a petition takes a really long time because mm-hmm. no one comes back through the hallway for the rest of what transpires here so um i noticed too the kids that are leaving um the dorky kids or the weird kids they do this awkward back up the stairs they're literally going backwards up the stairs and kind of undoing the handcuffs at the same time mm-hmm. it's as if a director or producer said get out of the scene get out of the scene and they couldn't mm-hmm. just take the time to undo the cuffs or i don't know maybe cut the scene let the kids leave and then cut back so we don't have to see them do this really mm-hmm. awkward backing up 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 the, up the stairs which just looks so stupid with these three kids cuffed together moving backwards and one almost falls like the um, <laughs> the girl with uh so the the petition girl right yeah Crazy. and then so Corey's still cuffed mm-hmm. to the locker and, and to the locker and topanga's there and she says that was a really brave thing you did and um and Corey's like you're not gonna kiss me are you and she's like well it would be um something to remember if the, mm-hmm. your first kiss was you know your time where a time where you thought you looked weird she's dead on about that yeah that's for sure as all this is going on still no kids have signed the petition and come back maybe the petition's on the other end of the school or they snuck out a different door or maybe they went out a different way which they should have done in the first place because you know schools only have one exit right so Topanga does kiss Corey while he's chained to the locker she pushes him back against it and gives him a kiss and he makes this like awkward face and when she uh, backs up from him, he still has the awkward face. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's stuck there. Right. So then we, uh, if we, I think we get our freeze frame and our, like our, our credits or whatever, we basically go to commercial break and we come back mm-hmm. and we get our, our final scene, yeah. um, which they often do in the show. And they're in the cafeteria. And uh, Sean basically tells, uh, Corey walks by Gia and says, hey, you know, um, it's not nice to call people a Brillo head or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I wasn't talking about you. What makes you think we would talk about you? You know, we're not that bored. <laughs> like, she's so, worse so, than Brillo head kid. She's worse than Brillo head kid. Is it what, her brother or something? Or, like, her brother's friend? Yeah, friends? I don't remember who it was. Yeah, her but... brother's friend. So he then goes, and his hair is perfectly fine now, by the mm-hmm. way. Yeah. It's back to his normal brown. Same length that it it's was originally. normal length. So uh, whatever they did in the last... Overnight, they probably should have done originally yeah. for this kit and saved them all this. But you know, we need this moral lesson. We need all this goofy stuff, so we're just gonna let all. We're just gonna pretend, suspend mm-hmm. disbelief. This is all okay. 
So Corey's hair is fine, and his friends let him sit with him. Wow, Sean, you're kind of a jerk. You know, you called him Duckhead when he was really vulnerable, but now you're going to sit with him. And Corey's kind of a jerk because the kids that did accept him in his most vulnerable state, like, offer a seat mm. to him again and tell him that there's, like, always room for him over there, which still goes to sit with his friend who basically betrayed him. Um, I, I can understand, like... I can see it happening. Yeah, especially at that age, like, making fun of your friends. You don't mean anything by it. I You're know. not intending to hurt your their feelings, but it's just fun to make fun of them. Right. Especially in, like, the hockey world, we call it chirping. Yes. And it's sure. just something fun to do. Not that you're meaning to hurt their feelings. It's just, like, guys being guys almost. Yep. You eat little jabs, and they'll take a jab back. Yep. It's, it's all in fun. And to make the scene work for what they wanted, this was all... I feel like they sat down and said, okay, here's what we need to do. We need an episode where Corey has a hat, and Topanga has it. Basically, mm-hmm. at the end. So, to show that she has something of his, like, and he let her have it. Like, like almost like a romantic thing. Like, oh, yeah. here's my necklace, here's my jacket, here's my, you know, whatever. You know, to show that we're a couple or going to be one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the, the I feel like there are two tables are much closer now than they used to be. That yeah. way they can sit pretty much back to back. So, Corey and Topanga are, are back to back. And um, they turn around and look at each other. And Topanga reaches into her bag and puts on his red hat. And like that's where he gets a freeze frame. Yeah. So it's like, oh, that's really that's really sweet. She's wearing his hat. Um, this actually fits her head because she has a lot of hair. Yeah. A lot of really nice hair. He, I guess he doesn't want his hat back or care about it. You know, this was a, uh, a very... Yeah, it was only for the episode anyway. It was an important hat for him for 22 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, 22 and a half minutes, whatever it was. And that's basically the end of the episode. No, towards the end there, Sean mentioned his backyard too. Like they hadn't quite figured out his character. So in this episode, yeah. sister and backyard, neither, neither of which one. return. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's funny what they do with his. Like we'll, we'll certainly get into it when we talk about the later ones. But mm-hmm. uh, um, no, like his his portrayal of the cool kid who lives in the trailer park. Yeah, um, doesn't seem to 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 match up well. And also, by the time we get to that, Sean's definitely the dumb one. Mm-hmm. I thought like um, in uh, like at least in these like in this episode, like, Sean might be the smarter one. Like he has the ideas to, to mm-hmm. fix things. Um, there is a particular episode um, where it's the one coming up, I believe. Um, it's one where like Corey pretends to he like passes a test mm-hmm. where he is he. Pr- yeah, shows everyone he's a genius. Found the answer sheet, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he has gets an envelope from Mr. Feeney. And then, like, he's, like, he wants to open it, but he can't. Mm-hmm. And the envelope's, like, the envelope's completely blank. And Sean's like, Corey, you know, do your parents ever send letters? And he's like, yeah. He's like, what do they put those letters in? Envelopes. And then Corey's like, oh, right, just like this one. So <laughs> Sean's like, yeah, idiot. Just open it up and put it in a new envelope when you're done. Um, and that is like Sean's like level of being like clever. He doesn't become the moron. Yeah. Yet. So he, he's like more street smart and he like, is. like notices the obvious, whereas like he doesn't maybe retain the information that he should be in school. So, right. I mean, different types of intelligences. So what did you think of the episode as a whole? Um, I mean, this one, they're going to build up, build off of more and more. Like mm-hmm. you said, with the montage scenes, they had that montage when they do montages in the future, they refer back to Topanga putting makeup all over her face, and they refer back to that kiss along the, the kiss. locker. They might so, even do the hat. 
Mm-hmm. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. So, like, all those montages, half of the stuff came from this one episode. Now, I don't wonder if they actually had those plans all along, like, to, to use all that. Because by episode th- by episode five, this isn't talked about. He's no, I was going to say, I don't know He's if Topanga's in Topanga. episode five or not. I, I think she kind of disappears again. And she I disappears recall. all throughout season two, and it doesn't become a big thing until season three. Well, season two, they end up in high school. She's definitely there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not a relationship dynamic. Definitely not. She's a friend at that point. Mm-hmm. And all of her weirdness, she grew out of. Yeah. She's not a hippie anymore. She might be really sweet, like, and care mm-hmm. about the earth, that, that sort of stuff, but she's not this weirdo who calls her parents Jedediah. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe she still does that, but she's, she comes off as much more socially acceptable um, like for her age group. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um... I thought the episode was pretty good. Uh, the the lesson here was good. Basically, all taught by Topanga. You know, she mm-hmm. was like the the moral guide of it, and really all the dorky kids or strange kids, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, they were so accepting of him. Yeah, and even though they're all different, um, I thought the way they exaggerated what dorks are like was gross. Because <laughs> they're not like that, dude. Like we had, like you know, we had some dorky kids, and and you know. Hell, maybe even I fit in the category <laughs> a little bit, but I was not wearing, not, didn't have a keyboard mm-hmm. and headphones on and bob my head. Basically, I feel like if you're like that, you just did your best to go unnoticed. Yeah. Kind of as Corey described. Not not just be over the top you know, with mm-hmm. this sort of stuff. So, But of course, it makes the show more interesting and more funny to have these ridiculous characters. So. Yeah. All right, Mark. Um, well, uh, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, thanks again for continuing to do this with me. And uh, we will see you guys for episode five.